0: Oh yes, hello friends. It feels so good to be back. My trip to Bali was fantastic, but I have to say I did miss podcasting an awful lot. Big fortnight without me creating any new episodes, so I'm really glad to be back and getting stuck in. I've got some awesome guests lined up and... Today's the beginning of a brand new series. You'll have heard us talk about sobriety before, but today we are really delving into it. It's something that I've been playing with for the last three years, and it's one of the most interesting and different topics that we actually cover Like a lot of things that we cover on this podcast, it is a tool. It's a tool that can be used to help you develop yourself. And it's odd that people have quite sort of patriotic, visceral responses when you start talking about sobriety. They seem to get offended or defensive or something about it. I don't really know what it is, but we try to break down a lot of our experiences with going sober and also some hilarious stories of when we got very drunk. Um, This is gonna be the beginning of a series. Also, I am very proud to announce that I have released my first online product. Six Months Sober is an online course which guides you through 28 days, 90 days, or six months of sobriety so that you can focus on upgrading yourself and developing some new habits, routines, and mindsets. The course consists of daily videos that guide you through the whole process and weekly tasks and challenges that push you into new areas of growth and force you to put what you are learning into practice. You make friends, receive support and have accountability in an exclusive 6 Month Sober Members group on Facebook. And on top of that, we will be releasing some exclusive content, which is only for 6 Month Sober Members over the coming months. I wouldn't have bothered making the course if I didn't think that it was worthwhile. And I truly believe that taking a break from alcohol to focus on personal development is the single most powerful lifestyle change that you can make. We're enrolling now, ready for dry January. So if you're thinking about doing dry January in any case, why not allow 6-1 Sober to guide you through the process and give you the best start to 2020. If this sounds like it's of interest to you, the link in the show notes below, sixmonthssober.com slash podcast. That's the number, 6 slash podcast. We'll give you all the info that you want, or feel free to give me a message at Chris Will X, wherever you follow me. This episode is really, really good. I hope you enjoy it, and thank you for the support as always. P.S. I'm back from Bali, two episodes a week. Pepper your Angus. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London finding men's jewelry that doesn't suck is very difficult and Crafted London have nailed it They're the number one men's jewelry company worldwide. They're sweatproof waterproof heatproof lifetime guarantee, so if your piece breaks for any reason at any point during the entire life of the product, they will give you a new one for free. Get a 15% discount site-wide on everything by going to bit.ly slash cdwisdom and using the code MW15 at checkout. That's bit.ly slash letter c, letter d, wisdom, and MW15 at checkout. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, The more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing thousand companies have already made the move. So do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash modern right now. That's netsuite.com slash modern. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I'm joined by the mustachioed man himself, Yusuf, and Johnny from PropaneFitness.com. Johnny from Yusuf. Johnny from Yusuf.com. How are you? You good? Very good. Thank you. Thank um, you for joining. Great. Aren't yeah. Uh We've circled around this topic for ages. We're talking about why sobriety today. All of us either by religious doctrine or lifestyle choice, have gone sober for extended periods. Uh, and even the man behind the camera, Video Guy Dean... Can you feel
1: the hot potato? It's it's, it's boiling. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. The man behind the camera, Video Guy Dean, is one week away from a year sober, which is a fucking feet and a half. Mm. Um, feet. Feet, Almost two feet. Two feet. Yeah. Two well, it's foot feet. and a half, isn't it? Rounded up to two feet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah why is- <laughs> why sobriety is an interesting question i guess people who maybe haven't heard us talk about this topic before might not know what like why we even consider it something to think about um like i don't see a problem with my drinking everyone drinks i've always drank it's just part of society um but some of the people will know i've done episodes with ed latimore i've done two with don mcgregor uh both of whom are massive sobriety advocates Uh, Michael Kaju, who's, it was like addicted to fucking heroin at the age of 14 and stuff like that. He's big into it. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to, a lot of people, it's the most um, replied to content that I put out online about resetting people's drinking habits. And I thought just having a discussion about it would be Mm. pretty
2: valuable. So what made you Decide. What what made you pick sobriety as something to do?
0: Uh, So three years ago, now just approaching three years ago and I needed, I just wanted to do more stuff. I was kind of in a bit of a rut with where I was at. Um, I was about to start doing CrossFit. That was one lifestyle change that I made. I was just like, okay, I'm just fucking sick. Like I'm not doing, I thought life would be different than this somehow and I need more time I think I did this like analogy where I'd sit down with an accountant at the end of my year and look at how mm-hmm. much time I had it could be me mm-hmm. or Chris mm-hmm. probably Johnny Chris has, yeah. do not ring me and um I looked at my the amount of available time that I have across a whole year mm-hmm. and if my accountant was looking at it he'd say oh, hang on a second what's like every Saturday you lose a whole day and then every Sunday you lose half a day and then every Monday you lose a quarter of your day in terms of productivity units whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. plus you're spending all this money plus you it's, it's killing you like it's making you live short it's not gonna make you life any longer and I was just thought hang on if I stop drinking I'll have more time to spend on anything which isn't drinking mm. um, another big part of it was I get I get increasingly bad hangovers as I get older which I think everybody does um, another part of it was that it's expensive I didn't feel like I had anything left to learn mm. from alcohol. Like it, it is a drug, which takes you to the exact same place every, every single time. Yeah. Um, and that's like one of the maddest memories that I've got um, is going away to Vegas. Both times I've been away to Vegas for four days, the same four days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, fly back on Thursday. And both times I've learned and unlearned the same lesson every 24 hours at around about 3 (laughs) p.m. Arrive, think I'm invincible, start drinking, continue to think I'm invincible, wake up, realise I'm not, hate myself, think, fuck, shouldn't have done that. Gets to 3 p.m., forget how I felt on the morning, remember how I felt on the night, get back on it. Yeah. And the mad thing is, because when you get like super, super blackout drunk, um, it takes you to a place that's so overwhelming to all of your senses Mm -hmm. That you literally could have been in like the pub down the road. Anyway, yeah,
2: I do feel that there's a there is some kind of like moral obligation to do that. Though when you go to Vegas at least once, oh, I think like so. I think if you, if you go to Vegas and you just have a quiet time, it's part like, of the entry you've, requirement. You've, you've, yeah, isn't it, you've right? like you've you've done it incorrectly. Yeah. You've not had the, it's too, not too the to to enter Vegas. For yeah. yeah,
0: to get the stamp in your in your passport,
2: you have to have had that like Experience. what time is it? Not really sure. <laughs> Let's drink. Mm. Um, I nearly um, ate a bowl of Nuts. Uh, nut calamari at three in the morning in oh. uh, in a casino in Vegas is that even a thing nut calamari so I ordered calamari in a pizza 3am pissed mm. I said to the just he was leaving by the way I've got no allergy and he went my god uh. I'm like Phew. he's like sir, we cook everything in peanut oil
1: I I'm love like, when when, when, you, when you drip out stories from Vegas it, it's brilliant because you've mm. got so many gems just <laughs> like that would have killed both of you uh, if it was... Well, so I'm okay with squid, actually. Okay, but you have
2: to self- shellfish.
1: Eh?
0: Uh. Eh? Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. uh. Oh, no. Uh, um, but yeah, like, you... When you go away and you drink that heavily and you have one of those party holidays, like, I've done thir- 20, 30 of them. Mabea, Mabea, Ibiza. Like, I've been to Ibiza 12 times and every time I've gone, pretty much, I've done that same thing. Mm-hmm all that you're doing when you go away and you get that blind drunk is choosing what destination and visuals you want to deal with a hangover. In.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: That's the God's honest truth. And this is coming from someone who was a professional party boy <laughs> for
2: like 10 years. So that's it. Like this is, this is the thing that you d- did, isn't it? Like this is your, you have a level of expertise in drinking. I was to... world-class level partying. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: so, like, since I did it, um, I've encouraged you to try and go sober as well. Yeah. And you did that three months. Side of the year. three months. Yeah. Yeah. Talk me through your experience there. What sort of a drinker were you before?
2: So, I I think my drinking definitely used to be quite a big deal. Like I used to drink a lot. So what's a lot? Pr- well, I mean, so at uni, heavily, three times a week, four times a week. Um, like, obviously, as Week. I think the most I did, um, <laughs> there's a story I can't say for various reasons, but there's a, there's a thing I did where I, I uh, drank every night for 14 nights in a row, and every night I began with a bottle of um, white Grenache, Gallo family white Grenache wine. What was that? Uh- so it's rosé wine from, like, the co-op. It, to be honest, awful, but at the time you just become so acclimatised. <laughs> and I remember drinking the entire bottle while playing Call of Duty before going on this night out and every time being getting slightly better at Call of Duty as the nights went on, thinking this is having less and less of an effect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: You felt like you were getting less drunk. <laughs> From like, the same every body. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, Okay, progressive overload. In, in the same period of
2: time, I first time hit, I hit a 140 bench. That's, That's one the of secret. the most proud periods of my life. That's the secret. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so it used to be like that. So very um, representative
0: drinking then. And then what did you move into when you were at work? So it
2: started um, in like accountancy training and it, it got quite bad again. So it tapered off because like, you know, you, you think like, shit, I've got to actually get a degree here. Otherwise this has been a major waste <laughs> of time and money. So like got a degree, started a job and then it's like freshes again. And suddenly everyone wants to go out again. It wasn't that bad because obviously you've got to go to work, but it probably got more intense. So that's when Vegas happened twice. Oh. Um, we got more money now to yeah, spend on drinking. Yeah, suddenly right? you're like,
0: oh, okay, like the I previous can, material limitations go, of your alcoholism. It, it, have it, it, been I kept can now lots.
2: drink, but in other parts of the world, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I can have top shelf spirits. Yeah, yeah, and that became a thing, like ordering, like, and it's such a dick thing. You know when people get like a table and a bottle, mm. and the first time that that becomes like something you can afford to do, mm. and you feel like such a big deal, and then you like the next morning you're like. What did God I do though? Wanker. That. Um and then it, it it slowly kind of tapered off. But I remember used to I used to hate the idea, and I think you'll probably be the same. I used to hate the idea of like having a few beers in a pub, because I didn't see the point of that. <laughs> but I absolutely saw the point of getting off my face. blind drunk. And I told the story that you shared on the beginning on Instagram of like tactical puke in a in a um in an alleyway. <laughs> um and that was like the best thing that happened all weekend. For me, at a point, so, so I, I never realised. so inject there, I totally forgot.
0: I'm on this sobriety sort of little sort of stint at the moment, but my master's dissertation was the effectiveness of anti-alcohol advertising on students at Newcastle University. Really? I just totally forgot that I'd done that. Right. Uh, if Northumbria University are listening, actually, James Quinn, if you go back and check it, check his dissertation. I submitted mine before turn it in. He just changed the word alcohol for smoking.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Can they retrospectively... Command
0: and F, replace. Like, drinking, smoking, alcohol, uh, really cigarettes. really dropped a minute there. <laughs> yes. he's, already got, he's, got his, he's
1: got his thing. Well, so so, he, so one, they can't retrospectively... You can just be like... Oh, well, so God, mine was in before also.
0: Turn It In was a thing. Plus, we were at different unis. But he submitted my dissertation. What's Turn It In? Is that like an anti... Plagiarism, plagiarism, plagiarism thing? something? Right. Um, Uh, Yeah. So, and one of the things that I discovered there was that students, and this is for everyone, right? Especially in the UK, it's big drinking culture. There's not a lot happening in the UK. It's not like fucking uh, America where there's literally 50 countries within your country and you can go to them all and do different things and spend the same money and everyone uses the same words. The UK is an island. The weather's pretty shit. There's not a lot of sunlight. There's not that much to do really. People drink. Yeah, they need to drink to keep themselves excited. Yeah, and what I realised was two things. First, drinking is a rite of passage for young people, and that's that's quite interesting. Like, if you want to be an older adult with representative experiences that allow you to relate to other people, you have to drink when you're younger, mm-hmm. because you need to know what it's like to like have a drunken argument with your girlfriend at 19 or mm-hmm. lose your phone and your keys, stranded in Manchester and have to find your way home because yeah. that's a representative experience. So yeah. that was half of it. The other half of it was the um, extreme uh, events on nights out are seen as badges of honor. Mm. So like there's no other experience in which two university students would ring each other and say, hey man, how was your night last night? And the other one goes, mate, it's amazing. John broke his leg. And mm. you're like, hang on. What, yeah what that. Should, what, that what, why is that amazing oh because it's a it's this marker of ex excess uh films like the hangover have glorified taking substances alcohol drugs whatever it might be mm. to excess and it's seen as like i'm hard this is something to be proud of this is something that's cool and um yeah that like that just totally reframed everything <clears throat> so you normal normal drinking cadence mm. Bit more of a weekend warrior, a bit more money to spend. Yeah.
2: And then that, that's so you tape it off. And I think probably where I was when you suggested it to me, it was like, it was more a couple of beers than it was getting blind pissed. Because I think you've just, you've Boys, seen...
1: I don't mean if we go out <laughs> and have a couple of paints. You're going to have to explain but that. For heaven's sake. Who's that? So Who's this? we who
2: are silly words. We're, we're on a ski trip and we're 16, right? And the gym, the PE teacher... Big bloke, like big, thick man, like thick forearms, thick neck, thick, big, big barbell <laughs> yeah. You can imagine he
1: wears like like 80s cop sunglasses, just stands like that.
2: Put it this way, everyone else is wearing like salopettes and big um, big ski wear. He's wearing jeans and a barber jacket, just untouched by a skin of leather, real <laughs> Geordie, strong man. So he's standing up and just goes, lads, you know, because it was legal where we were to drink in Austria. Um, you know, I would take a couple of quid out with you, have a couple of beers, but for heaven's sake, don't go silly with this. Right. <laughs> I took that to I mean a couple I'm going silly <laughs> with it. it he then had like a disciplinary chat with me where he basically just said, <laughs> You went silly with it. I told you to not go silly <laughs> with it. That's exactly what you did. What yeah, so that was, was, that was silly with it? What did you do? I, I had like five beers. Okay. But that was like the first time I'd got like... Really drunk. Legit, yeah, like really drunk. It was brilliant. But um, so I, I was having like probably a couple of beers, the odd night out here and there, but not as not as serious. But the thing that I found, giving it up for three months, the biggest change was you realise just how many like little things you go to where the default would be three beers, four beers. And then you add that up and you're like... Shit! Over like three weeks, I've had you know twenty however years. many calories yeah. from alcohol, or you know that you wake up the next day you're a bit fuzzy. or There's the odd time where you wake up and you think I probably shouldn't drive, and, yeah. I, I, and you just think like, well, I haven't really, I couldn't quantify the gain because in a way, like if you go to Vegas and you get blind pissed, it, at least you've got all those stories. Mm-hmm. But if you just have a few beers and then have like a few conversations where the other person's had. Four beers as well, and it would have been exactly the same conversation if you'd both been sober. Yeah, like, well, all I've had is downside here. Mm. I've had cost, calories, lost time, lost like bored mental conversation. Clarity. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose it makes it like it takes the edge off a little bit, doesn't it? Which is why people do it. Yeah, you Think yeah. like why do people drink? They get something out of it at the time, mm. and we live in a society where people make very short term decisions and ignore the long term costs, <laughs> so that, that's why it's a problem. It is, it's the, the reason that people choose to drink. Is for a whole
0: host of reasons, but one of one of the main ones <coughs> is that they um, the gains are immediate and the costs are in the future. They're tomorrow, aren't they? Yeah. Tomorrow's probably so, future Yusuf will deal with this hangover. Mm-hmm. Have
1: you ever had a hangover? Once. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is that when you drank an entire bottle of spirit? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, not. It was so. I've, I've, there's a lot of backstory. Don't tell me, me it was
0: after I made you drink that rum. No, oh, no, that no. was that was funny. Okay,
1: there's a lot of backstory to this. <laughs> um, well, hang on, but first
0: off, first off, when was your first ever drink?
1: Twenty, uh,
2: so I can remember. I remember uh, when your first beer was. First beer, yeah, I was with Johnny. We were at I a think. marketing event, Marketing. standing in a room full of personal trainers.
1: Mm.
2: Guy hands out everyone Stella Artois. <laughs>
1: Is, it, is this right? Stella, it was either Stella or oh, the Corona. It was Corona. Corona.
2: <clears throat> and Yusuf, like, takes a sip, trying to sneak in, and the guy goes, Guys, Yusuf's first beer. Like, like everyone goes, like, <laughs> Which is
1: interesting in itself that people applaud. Like, <laughs> yeah. that it's uh, Thanks. Oh, you've. you've, right you've fact, you're now part of us. Yeah, 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 you're one of us. You've joined. So, the when was your first
0: beer? 22, do you say?
1: 22? No, tw- I think 25. Um, so, you never drank? Not a drop. Was that the first bit of alcohol you had? Yeah. And then, so that, that was the oh, first year and then you had a cocktail? Had a cocktail, but that was kind of like, and then I think it was, it was either before or after. And I remember the, the first time I, pro- I think the first time I tried alcohol must have been a bit before that, which was a pint of gin. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, well, it, was, it was a ha- half Neat. litre. Ha- half litre, yeah. Just, Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, because well, I've, I've drunk much worse stuff. Like we, we, Johnny and I, have drunk horrible supplements over the years. That are, yeah, but to be honest, it's all like, just the same. They're not neat gin. Yeah, is like, like alcohol's up there with like you know. I really? Cause it's, yeah. I, I, whoever I, whoever I was with was like, "Is that gin you just drunk? Like, why? How are you not like?"
2: Really? You do just but, have a tendency to go because when <laughs> Chris Chris bought you what was it like? A six Ray 60%, nephews, Ray nephews, eighty percent of approved rum, yeah, a double of that, and and you st- you sort standing at the bar and just went, yeah, it's quite strong.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone else goes yeah. like, turns everyone else's face <laughs> <And> inside out, <laughs> like, yeah, just neutral expression. I think I'm so used to hydrolyzed casein, the no, average It's worse. I think <laughs> it's worse, <laughs> yeah. different, isn't it? It's got more. It's of more a,
2: immediate, I think. Yeah.
0: So um, that's interesting. Like for us as a representative slash unrepresentative group of people to be talking about alcohol I was like infrequent but hard mm-hmm. you were consistent and sort of low level with I, some hard I think ones. I, I was that
2: when yeah. I was younger I was that and it, it slowly
0: kind of changed over yeah. time and then you were someone who was sober for so I mean what did you think
1: of party culture when you were at uni oh, and I just stuff I be arsed with it I found it so exhausting like I'd always be the boring old man at like 1am that would be like right guys <laughs> and like, everything else <laughs> you're like, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm so tired And like I'll, I'll tell the poo, t- poo Tites story as well But um, oh, but, the, but the The, the gin was just like In my mind Alcohol was something That is a drug Like the many spectrum Of other drugs possible <laughs> And so I just thought Like okay How would I Try a drug I would Biden take is. I would take a Therapeutic dose of it Um in, in, a, in a bolus and then wait for the result and see what happens and I was like I, and, I, and I would I would administer it in the most efficient manner that I could so I was like well I can't go IV um, so I'll have to just I'll, I'll find what's what's a concentrated drink that's quite like botanical and nice. gin botanical <laughs> gin will be nice so I had um, it was like something value like it was a cheap cheap oh, gin cheap gin, gin. come yeah. on brutal. <laughs> so I oh, had geez. that and then, like, just didn't have anything else the rest of the night. And it's, I suppose, similar to, like, you know, you were saying, like, you have, you have, like, a few beers. You're like, oh, it's a bit rubbish, and there's a lot of calories and fluid. Um, it's like the Harry Potter theme tune. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas, like, the Men Henselman's approach is that like, you want to front loads the alcohol as much as possible. So mm. you, you start with an empty stomach, and you have eight units, and then you stop and then by the time you go to bed, you most of the alcohol is metabolized, and you go to bed fine. So, yeah. The, but then the time the hangover was just um, post. I did a sports massage therapy course, and I oh got it was around then. Yeah, and the guy took us all out for drinks at the end, and he was like, oh, "I use it. For, I'll get you a drink." And I'm like, oh, "I don't really drink." And he's like, "No, no, "I'll get you a proper old man's drink. I'll get you an old speckled hen. You will love it. You love it. You'll be great." <laughs> had old speckled hen. Have you have you both had old speckled hen? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, for oh. someone that already thinks beer is just a scam, like it's just someone's put, like, dishwater in it. So had it, and I was like, Nick, this is the worst thing I've ever drunk. And he was like, no, no, I'll get you another one. I'll get you another one. you love it. But having the second one isn't going to make... And I like... Same again. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, same thing. And, like, throughout the night, then they would give me, like, red wine and white wine and lagers. And, and I think the mixture, from yeah, what you said, yeah. you know, was quite vommy, hangover But... Really only two, three episodes of alcohol in my life. It's never, it's never really stuck with me. I think because it's philosophically at odds with, because it's like, I guess in moderate doses, not in like a good old whack. Pinto gin. Yeah. (laughs) Like in in moderate doses, it's designed, you said like to take the edge off. Mm. And I think that's just philosophically at odds with a lot of my life. Like I'm not really about comfort. You're
2: You're about sitting with the edge,
1: aren't you? Sitting with the yeah. like I slept on the floor for two years. Yeah. years like, um, That's a but really, I'm like...
0: The, like the philosophical side of it's not one that I've really thought of, but you, you're you really correct with that. The fact that <clears throat> people say I use alcohol because it helps to make me more confident on a night out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're not confident on a night out. No, I, I am. Right, okay, what happens if I remove the alcohol? Because the alcohol is not a part of you. It's like me saying I can run the 100 metres in one second if I'm in a car. <laughs>
1: But well, Johnny's car can go A hundred miles, miles an hour, hour yeah. Right, I know yeah. the words to candle in the wind.
0: Um yeah, like that's one of the reasons that people say that they drink. They say, um, it makes me more personable and it makes me have more of a laugh around my friends. Mm. And you're like, right, okay, so your friend's not funny if you don't have a drink. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe so you're like, right, okay, so why are you going out? Well, I'm going out because my friends want me to go out, but I have to drink because otherwise I'd be bored. Okay. So you're taking this substance to sedate yourself from the fact that you can't bear to be around people you're choosing to be around without sedating yourself yeah, to be around it's them.
1: it's depressing when you put it like that. It's like...
2: The, the, an interesting experiment. it's just, I hate my
1: life, isn't it? <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Oh. I think that, for some people, that is the case. But the... So, when I... When I some of the things I tried when I was at uni and I was really heavily into, like, you know, calories, you know, alcohol, calories are metabolised differently to carbs and I need to time it. So I tried... To consume alcohol in a way that would, you know, according to the science that I understood at the time, not store any of it as, as body fat, which was some really extreme shit. Um, what like? Well, just yeah. metohensolins front loading all of it. So um, I did no
1: fat during the day. Yeah. So like, o- only uh, protein,
2: only protein throughout the day, and then I basically did centurion with shots of vodka until I reached the point where I was like, I'm drunk enough now. Then I left the house and drank only water. And got back and still had a hangover, so it was like oh, fucking <laughs> pointless. Um, but during that time, I tried going out sober to see what it would be like, and if you just reframe it as like everyone is expecting me to be drunk, if I just do what I want, <laughs> like, if I'm just like, you know, like Mark on Picture Rainbow Rhythms, where you know, he uh, does yeah. that, like if you just do that, people go like people just assume you're like mint and having a good time, mm-hmm. so you can fully let go no one no one knows you're sober anyway and no
1: one cares Whilst being totally no one even notices so you actually think, you think the reason why people are threatened if you are sober is that like oh Johnny's going to remember how much of a it's ghost at the food. feast thing
2: isn't it yeah like ghost pe- at the feast. people say like oh they're watching they're watching what I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm expressing myself mm. but there's someone there who's
0: taking notes but uh, what does that tell us about what's going on it says that the behaviour that I'm currently doing because I'm drunk is something that I don't want to remember or might not be that virtuous yeah and the only reason that I'm prepared to do it is because I know that everybody else, I have as much shit on everyone else as they have on me. Yeah. Plus the fact that this, that one of the side effects of this drug is that memory kind of gets a little bit hazy anyway. Um, what right. you said about about nerfing kind of the edges of stuff, super interesting. Like, <clears throat>
1: I love your use of
0: nerfing. That's what it is, isn't it? It's nerfing. I'm like, torpedoed. Oh, it's it's a Sam Harris? Torpedoed is on holiday. holiday. Yeah, I used that Ezra Klein thing as an as a example the other day.
1: Um, yeah, so n- nerving the edges of a... Of, of
0: your experience, yeah, like, it's fucking hell, man. Like, I, I think this is, this probably actually gets to why I think there's a fitness menopause in your late 20s, which you've undergone, and mm-hmm. you've undergone, and I've undergone, mm-hmm. and fucking Darren, uh, Dazmolly's Morley's undergone, everyone has that, <laughs> I know about, that you get to later in your 20s and you go like, Hang on, I'm not really growing or learning much more from this particular training methodology. I want to be more holistic in my approach to the way that I do my fitness. I'm going to find, I'm going to find something that is a little bit more aligned with what I want and a little bit less sort of like. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's the I same with alcohol or it, it was the same with alcohol for me where I was like, okay, I've kind of, I've kind of maxed out what I'm going to learn from doing this thing. Every time I do it, it takes me to the same place and you, curbing the edges of all of the interesting shit in life like even if you were going to get in a fight with someone like if you're going to get in a fight or if that fight's going to happen you might as well be sober and experience what that level of fear is actually like mm. as opposed to being like oh well i think it was a little bit like this but this weird substance that i decided to take kind of fucking blasted me to one side
2: i've been i got nutted twice when i was drunk and like in a row yeah <coughs> yeah Lord. I got nutted twice then punched mm. in uh because I mean it's a, it's a long story but I was outside venue in, yeah, yeah, in Newcastle yeah, yeah. it's coming back and um,
1: is it really mm. wow um, I've
2: not been nutted when
1: drunk but I can imagine you feel the the pressure and the movement but yeah. not so much was, the, it on, was
2: it on nose or on head I, so I, this thing I don't know yeah. I didn't really feel anything I remember like I remember it happening and then there's like the like module loading module loading module loading <laughs> I just got nutted. <laughs> Don't and it, it, again. And it was almost like a... <laughs> you know, <laughs> did,
1: you just, did you just nut me?
2: <laughs> and then nut me again. You're like... not <laughs> happened again. Was it someone you know? <laughs> No. Okay. So someone I knew... Um, had <laughs> This guy had dropped a bottle that was brown. Brown ale bottle. And there was a there was an argument erupted about how it was racist. Which is obviously ridiculous and oh i like God. i like stepped in and said like come on we'll go to the next place and the guy just went crap oh. and then uh so he, un- unreasonable he ended up the guy who nutted me ended up being put in a bin upside down <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> by someone i know who's uh, involved in rugby at quite a high level but um the whole thing was ridiculous but like afterwards i just remember thinking like it was so weird to have that happen and obviously there'll be adrenaline and stuff like that but you don't feel it at all. Mm. But you did. I, I remember thinking at the time, I'm glad I wasn't sober. Mm. But just because, because like it, that, it would have been very like, ah, i would be nutted. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I've, it was like, I've been, oh my I've, God. I've,
1: I've been sucker punched sober and um, Can you describe? by a Nazi. <laughs> but yeah, very similar. Like you, you just, you hear a, a noise. Like, like if someone's throwing a chaff grenade. A <laughs> oh, that's a stun grenade, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Flashbang. And you do yeah, you don't feel the pain. You're just like module loading, and then you're like, ah, oh. the Nazis. Just oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's right. interesting. Like, if you were to design a drug, this is like a, a Hamilton Morris thing that he talked about with alcohol. Uh, Hamilton Morris, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, big psychonaut, loads of like psychedelic research. Big But he's big not. He's the opposite. <laughs> oh, right. He's the man behind big drugs. Anti big pharma. Anti big drugs. <laughs> right. Um, and he talked about like if you were going to design a drug it would not be alcohol for um, the, what was the, what's that thing? Dose, the therapeutic, therapeutic dose amount is fucking huge. Hmm. Um, the effects of it, it's like, what do you want? Do you want um, memory loss and lowered inhibitions, a um, little bit of aggressiveness and some kind of like enhanced sadness and
1: kind of uh, oh, lower sex drive, um, massive, like, Anxiety rebound, after effect, worse sleep, worse, like, liver function, all these things that are just Mm.
0: like... How about about having your willpower the next day completely (laughs) through the floor? And during. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. So it's just like, if you were to design a drug, alcohol would be a shit one. And I think what's interesting for you is, Yusuf, is that because you weren't indoctrinated into this little fucking cabal of alcoholism when you were 18 and you go to uni and you're like oh my god I've got a flat and halls of residence mm. and I can drink you view it as you view every other drug it's like okay mm. should I try should I try nicotine <laughs> like I wondered like have you ever put a nicotine patch on I bet you have
1: not, not a patch but I'm very keen to yeah you, just because I've, I've I've tried like like um, what's it called to snus it, yeah snus sn- snorting it whatever just like to try. I wonder what happens What's mm-hmm. a
0: therapeutic dose? I will choose... I've, yeah, so I've tried
1: yeah.
2: nicotine gum. Do you remember when... Um, I remember it was, we were going through a phase where nicotine gum was advised as like a fat loss. Okay. So what's I'm it like? What really What's right. it feel like? Awful.
0: <laughs> Is it like having a coffee?
2: So it's like having a coffee, but more... It feels more like a strong nootropic. It's oh, like an yeah. edge. It's more of an edge to it. Hamilton Morris uses uh, nicotine. nicotine gum as a writing tool. I mean, like it definitely makes you alert but it's not I don't think it's a nice alert Dan Bailey
0: got asked have you ever smoked and he said yeah once had to do like this 7 hour drive at night and he's got a 20 pack and just like (laughs) (laughs) chain smoked them like in an effort to keep himself awake
2: so that's viewing it as a drug it's just that smoking is a very inefficient delivery mechanism but just like drinking is an inefficient delivery mechanism when you think
0: about like you know we we talk about um, other drugs on this podcast you talk about the dosages that people have of mushrooms grams of mushrooms, Mm. or an effective dose of cocaine, part of, like, grams, like half a gram or quarter of a gram or whatever. Or then you talk about um, LSD, and it's, like...
1: Micrograms.
0: Single micrograms, right? Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, how much fucking... Like, volume, sheer volume of alcohol. It's so much that your body has to
1: excrete out the past stuff to Mm. make room for more. That's why I went for the gin, because I was like, I cannot believe that people get people go out and drink 10 beers and they drink it's 5% 10, oh, like, like yeah like such mm. a low percentage is a horrible drink and te- who drinks you don't take 10 pints of anything and yet for some reason it's normal to go out and drink mm. five liters of some kind of it's fluid crazy that people just oh. don't like in any other like hyponatremic or something know, <laughs> like, <it's> just,
2: like, <laughs> if you were to go if i were like right we're gonna all gonna go to this place tonight and take a drug everyone's main concern would be, well, how much am I taking? Like if I'm going to take a drug, I want to know like, is the amount I'm taking all right? Or am I going to run into problems? But people just go into a bar and just have at it, don't they? I think
0: that's a (laughs) lot. A lot of that is because we know what the dosage is, right? We can equate roughly one double equals this much drunkenness, two doubles equals this
2: much drunkenness. But you're you're like dealing with the, like what happens once I've taken it as a measure. Rather than, whereas people aren't, like, I, I take two paracetamol to get rid of my headache. Mm. But I don't, like, take the paracetamol based on how bad my headache is. Mm. I just, I take, just take the, the dosage the of the dose, drug yeah. that is required. Yeah, right. People tell but, me
1: I'm approaching it all wrong and that's why I'm not into So well, you've, well, you've not oh, had,
2: but, like, the, the installation? I yeah, think they that, say,
1: like, oh, you shouldn't drink thinking about the effect. You should yeah. just let the night flow and just have, you know. So obviously, I mean, the, the
0: elephant uh, in this room is that I make my money from drunk people. I've, done a mil- I've had a million people, a million customers go into my events. And all. Mm-hmm. Of them, I would guess 95% of them more were drinking. Um, but again, I don't have a problem with drinking. I don't think that that's a bad thing. My problem is when you do that back and forth for like 30 years, yeah. 20 years, even 10 years. Like throughout your 20s, if all that you do is live for the weekend and be a weekend warrior, you hit 30. And you're like, mate, what the fuck? Are you? You've taken two steps forward and two steps back every week. Your weight loss goals aren't going anywhere. Why do you think that is? You've never developed any good habits. Your sleep's still fucked. Your mood's still fucked. All of the skills that you should have that you can then double down on for the rest of your life, like confidence or the ability to like approach anxiety, the ability to approach someone of either the same sex or a different sex, um, your ability to deal with um, anxious situations or uncertain situations, like all of that. Plus, let's talk about cost on time, cost on money, cost on calories, the hangover the next day, all the mistakes that you let's not even to talk about social costs. How many times do you cheat on your girlfriend or get in a fight or fucking lose your keys or annoy someone or lose a friend or fucking
1: whatever. So the thing you said about like you hit 30 and you're like, Oh God, I've kind of pissed away quite a lot of money, Literally. time, age, etc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of time pissing in yeah, and then <laughs> and, out again. Yeah, and um, there's something you mentioned before we started recording is like, we're, we're 30 now, like thereabouts. And, I think this is the age where you see people that you used to go to school with and you haven't seen them in maybe 10 years. And for some of them, you're like, oh, you're looking good. And some of them, you're like, oh, like what? Tough paper happened, around yeah. the last decade, mate. Yeah, like what's happened I, to you? And I think it's because like at 16 years old, you can do like, what, four years old. Like all four year olds are the same. Like they can do whatever they want in their. You just made a flubber, aren't you? Rubber, you and made like, flubber rubber and magic, yeah. Rubber and magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah you just bounce balls. back, yeah. Sixteen, still the same thing. Like you can, you can be a like chain smoker, drink yeah. loads, like terrible lifestyle. Very fine.
2: resilient. You can do that. Then wake up the next day and do heavy deadlifts.
1: Yeah, literally. And you, and like, no doms. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just fine. You can be yeah. indestructible. Yeah, and then the cumulative effect of that doesn't really manifest until about thirty, and then it's like. Oh, mm. like biological age 50
2: yeah Shit, yeah. yeah that it, was I, I was sending you a voice note and I walked past someone that we went to school with <laughs> who I've not seen he didn't see me I've not seen him for a long time and bad example of of that of behaviours that the compound, compound, yeah because it, it they divert yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. it's
1: so insidious because you don't think It's that, like that it's
0: that graph from James Clear where it's like 1% better every day mm-hmm. is 38 times better by the end of the year 1% yeah. worse every day is 0.01 of what it was at the start
2: of the year. Yeah. Mm, and like uh, we're always practicing something, the Kit Lachlan thing. Oh, yeah. Like you're always doing behaviours. It's, it's just either like good or bad behaviours, yeah. I think like my, I probably stand in between you two on sobriety and drinking in general. Like I still drink even after trying sobriety. Because I, I think I just see it as like, it's one of a hundred behaviours that you do. And it's, mo- I think, where I think the most benefit people get from giving something up is like what that thing is masking or what you do that thing instead of, or what you, you do that thing to like escape from a feeling or escape from a, a thought um, or like a part of your life. And when you strip it away mm. and you have to then deal with that thing, <clears throat> that's when it's cause. It, uh,
1: so it's the, it's the underlying thing yeah. Is the real, the yeah. real meat of it is because yeah. like, it's, it's, you know,
2: people, how long do people spend on their phones? Why are they doing that? It's not like, is being on your phone a bad thing? Yes, it's not a great use of time. But then, like, is watching TV, it, like, it, so many other things. It's, are you, like, ignoring a conversation or it's what is underneath that? Because you
0: can't sit with your thoughts. It's because you can't bear exactly, yeah. it. Exactly, whatever, whatever. yeah. And I
2: think you spend a lot of time, have spent a lot of time, hundreds of hours of time <laughs> meditating, which is, like, the opposite, right? It's dealing with what's there. From present, center, yeah, yeah, face-to-face with it. Which is the opposite of drinking which is running away from what's there or trying to round the edges off so it's not quite as sharp. Or enhance them as well. doesn't appeal, I don't know. Because you're already rounded. Well, well <laughs> like balsa wood. Ball well, <laughs> balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm a
1: ball of balsa wood, but, but I think like it's it's maybe because it's so contrary to, to that yeah. practice, I feel like, oh, why would I want to? Yeah. But interesting quote on what you've just said from Anthony Mello who is a Jesuit preacher, priest, whatever. He said, whenever the priest comes to me, asking for refuge and help all he wants to do is talk about sex when the prostitute comes to me all they want to do is talk about God Mm. and so he's like it's not about the thing it's like whatever you renounce you bring back into your life tenfold because you're pushing it away you're pulling it towards you in some way Mm. such an interesting that's
0: what well you'll have this so me and Johnny no one even knows this me and Johnny have the same meditation coach now Mm. Uh, and Brian talks about um, not uh, not fixating or suppressing, like mm. that's what equanimity is. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, wanting more of a good thing or less of a bad thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, and and that's that's exactly what you're talking about there. So what what did you learn from three
2: months of sobriety? Did it reframe anything for you? Uh, I think it made it made alcohol seem more like an option rather than a default. So it made drinking seem like you know if I want to go to an event that I would normally just drink at. So it's like, I'm trying to give an example. It's like a, it's, I think for a lot of people, myself included, it's an automatic behavior. It's not, you don't have a thought of like, I'm going out this evening and I'm going to have three beers. You just find that happening.
1: Yeah. But I would have thought because you have to plan your taxi and not driving. It's the default though. It's yeah. It's like
2: you're going out with friends. So, you know, it'll be. Food and some drinks, or we're going to a bar, so there'll be drinks. Mm.
1: That's interesting because maybe I'm so out of the habit, but f- for me, I would have to. I'd be like, oh right, how conscious do I decision. Because so like, I, I can't drive. I anymore. think it
2: depends as well on like who, who, which circle you're in. Because obviously, like when we go for food, and like when mm. we're a v- modern a real rarity, out, though. Yeah, but that that because I remember George saying it was like it was like this time last year. It's like so weird to go for food with a group of guys and not drink. Because mm. I'll go for. That same situation with a group of other people, and it's like weird if you've not had a beer by midday, because that's their default. But mm-hmm. so it, it, it's I think quite dependent on who you're with, because there there are people who just don't drink because that's what they prefer, mm. and some people who like it's so rare though, man. Like yeah, very rare. Thirty like and then
0: I guess maybe as as you move a little bit further on, but it seems to me to be the the few people that do, and this is an Ed Lattimoreism, right? The alcohol is the only drug where if you don't do it, people assume you have a problem. problem, And that's why so many people, I think, have this aversion to going sober. Sobriety is seen as something that's only done when someone has an issue with alcohol. Mm It can't be a lifestyle choice. Let's talk
1: about that. Like the the backlash that you get when you don't drink. Like, do you get social backlash? Do you get people, like, assuming you have a problem or trying to get you to drink, trying to, like, get you to join in? They did when I started. They did
0: when I started, but I'm, like fairly sort of well stanced now as the sobriety guy or the mm. guy the guy that does periods of sobriety people give
1: up trying to
0: like, but not even it that up. it's like I think a lot of people are very timid about let's say that they've got something on the next morning you, you go into it like people have to go into it fucking caveats and litigation about why they're not drinking uh, yeah or oh, um, mate well I've got uh, I've got doctor's appointment at 10 in the morning <laughs> like or maybe that's not even the truth but they have to do it because oh I've, I've brought the car like, mm-hmm. or some, I know some people who take their car keys out with them without the car. Really? So that they can be like, oh, I've got the car, man. Like, I don't need to... I, I can't drink. And it's like, that's how... It's the equivalent of I've got a boyfriend. When, the... when you haven't got a boyfriend. Yeah it? <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's, yeah. it, it neutralises that conversation quickly because people are like, oh, I'm prepared to push you if I think it's your will, but there's certain things I'm not prepared to push you on. But people are prepared to push you if they think it's your will. I'd, like, why? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I get it. We are all here. The, fucking hell, this podcast went up. <clears throat> this breaks down the podcasting schedule again. Mm-hmm. Today's episode went up with Paul Bloom and he does this. <clears throat> video guy Dean picked out the best experiment in there. I wonder if you know about this. Psychology experiment. They put people in a room and they get all of them to toss a coin. By law of averages, about f- half of them go over there, half of them go over there. Tails group, heads group. And they go over to the tails group and they're like, what, what do you think of yourselves then? Like, well, we're sort of, Except we're a bit smarter, doesn't it? What do you think about the head screen? Oh, like you got a bunch of dicks over there. They're just a load of schmoes. Mm. And it's like the most random, arbitrary way to split people up into us and them and it causes people to make value judgments. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's because for the vast majority of our evolutionary history, we were in groups of 25 to 50, and we were fucking terrified of what was in the next valley because they were going to kill us, rape our women. They had some pathogen that we weren't going to be able to fucking deal with because there was no antibiotics or whatever it might be. We were terrified of it, mm. and that's
1: still the module that's in there. It's so funny. I'm, I'm even on that, because like, I rotate between medical and surgical jobs and that's even, how people even that, they're like oh it's the fucking surgeons like they're just they're like, oh the bloody medics always just refer anyone with abdominal pain to us and like, <laughs> it becomes such an us and them like oh football teams yeah like sport it's it's in people everything people kill they? each other over stuff yeah like that. Yeah. yeah well because, religion's the well, biggest one isn't it
2: tribalism man yeah they
1: yeah.
0: need to plant a flag in the ground but it's like here is he's one of us he's drinking with us he's and it's like hang on a second if you're fucking annihilating yourself and taking two steps back this weekend If you were that good of a friend, you'd support Mm. me in my cause for sobriety. So that was like one of the main questions or one of the main issues people have when they go sober is how do I do this when all of my friends around me drink? And it's like, well, it'll identify exactly who the friends are that are in your life that are good for you. Yeah. Because the ones who are like, fucking hell, man, are you trying that? Like if you explain your reasons, really, you're gonna fucking hell, well, like, Fair play, man, as opposed to what like are well, you' not coming out, you think you're better than us, like what you're not coming out and it's like it manifests your best interests at heart they don't they, care like, they only want you there if you're destroying yourself with them, mm-hmm. and if you can only bear to be around
2: your friends when you're drunk, like mm-hmm. you definitely need better friends, full stop, I think it comes from so the, i have I have some friends who sometimes don't drink and they are boring as sin when they do that, like not not just because they're sober. But I think it's because they're in this mindset of like, I'm not really fully participating here. They leave early. They're not they're a bit, you know, they're reserved. Yep. Yusuf's a good example. Like, he's there and he'll be there till it finishes, whatever the things finishes. Yeah. He's not drinking and you can't you don't even notice. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's probably more like unhibit, inhi- <laughs> Inhibited. yeah. Uninhibited. Uninhibited <laughs> than other people who are drinking. But that's a a lot of that is to do with the fact that <clears throat> Yusuf never
0: had to rely on yeah. On alcohol to be that crux to make them sociable but, So you've you've developed that particular pathway to be like oh I can be here mm-hmm. and I can not drink
2: but I can also be a part of this group. But I've been on nights out with you and you're not drinking. Ben's another good example. Like they're just there, they're not drunk, but they're still being still having a good time. They're still mm-hmm. engaging in it. And I think where this for me anyway, where I'll have a resistance to it is if some people say I'm bringing the car. You're just like. You feel like saying, "Look, just don't, just don't come," because you don't, you don't really want to be there. Yeah, you're just kind of doing half so that no one gives you shit. But I think it's for some people, it feels like there's a there's a shift in the way that they act when I say, like, "Right, I'm not bringing the car," or "I'm mm, not driving." Right, fucking like, hell, oh, Let's get on in. it, boys. <laughs> but like, there's no reason why you can't just be like that. It's like the thing I was saying with the nightclub. Like, once you realise that it's all an illusion anyway, mm. and that you can't just be how you want, yeah. and if people judge you, then. Like, they're going to judge you either way, so just have a good time. Yeah. And then people will give you less shit if you're just an interesting person when you're sober.
0: And so, you, again, you, you're super right with that, that alcohol is still controlling that person who's chosen to go sober, but is being super reserved. They're still controlling their behaviour. They're just now controlling their behaviour by its absence rather yeah. than by its There's presence.
1: you placebo effect as well that a lot of people were like. Yeah. You, there was that thing where they gave people an alcoholic... Drits, yeah, they gave
2: but... two like two tables non-alcoholic beer and alcoholic beer. Uh, okay. They just acted the same. I think they measured like how much of the food they ate. Oh, Have really? you seen that one? No. They met, they gave them like onion rings and stuff, and get, get got them get gotten to rate their perceived drunkenness and how much of the food they ate, and it wasn't that different. <laughs> right, interesting. Which is crazy, It's like if you're drinking non-alcoholic beer, there is a similar. Like I've had times where I've drank an alcoholic beer, got in the car, and thought, "Oh, fuck!" But oh. then you're me like it's ludicrous like that you know like like heineken aren't gonna put alcohol in a non-alcoholic beer they might i mean there's some big lawsuits on being shit yeah yeah there's a there's a particular
0: i was gonna do a a youtube video on this but i couldn't do it without just essentially calling people out by name Um, (laughs) so i'll try and i'll try to navigate this like five times before i just gave up um i have a problem with uh youtube may not be exposed to this because you're not massively exposed to party culture but People listening will know this person or these people. Guys specifically, mostly guys, who have this semi-flirtatious, almost like um gay candor before they go on a night out talking about how heavy the night's going to be. It's like, oh mate, can't wait to shut down Newcastle tonight, Horn Emoji horn emoji, aubergine emoji, like, oh, do you remember last time we were in there? And it's like, hang on, are you you going in there and rubbing up against each other or something? Like, what are you doing on your night out that makes you think that you have licence to use this sort of language in advance? This isn't Dan Bilzerian's fucking villa. You're not unloading yourself into the fucking Playboy mansion here. You are going on a night out to sit in the corner, be nervous about talking to the girls, and complain because... (laughs) <laughs> George George didn't put five pounds in for the bottle of vodka like yeah that, that's the complaint mm-hmm. you have and mm-hmm. I see these people the, heartbreaking the same guys who give it massive licks before they go <laughs> on a night out and they're like yeah man it's gonna be fucking sick tonight like oh they have this like weird dick measuring thing going on before where it's like yeah like you think that you're gonna run rings around me but just you wait till we get in there man. it's like you're you're, you're drinking
2: you're, you this you're isn't consuming this, a commercially available drug. this isn't the
0: Abu Dhabi f1 <laughs> like you're, not, See, the you're pe- not the Lewis Hamilton this
1: is so far outside of my reference book because i I would have thought like, oh, I want to get as drunk as possible for as cheaply as possible. I want to be the lightest weight person in the group because... Yeah, it's interesting, know, isn't it? How being a
2: lightweight is seen as a bad thing when actually... it's It's three pounds and... Yeah. Well, again, it's rite of passage. It's like, look,
0: I'm able to drink this much because I've drank this much before and more.
1: It's very self-referential, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But, it's the, It's interesting though, like because that fuels the same thing, if you break from that, your friends are like, oh no, but you've got to got to be like us again. And... And it's like, well, yeah, it does differentiate the people that I don't not necessarily that they they have bad intentions, but they just they prioritize their own sense of security over what's best for you. And it's why, like, I am so I am so grateful to to Johnny for like for being um, supportive of the fact because obviously we text quite a lot for propane stuff, but Johnny was probably one of the only people that was like wholeheartedly supportive of me getting rid of my phone and getting like a Nokia 3310, mm. even though he, he would be he would, the person be quantifiably
0: most, who was the most In
1: in the short term would be most impacted by it. But mm. I suppose like probably because you like I've seen the, see the, 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 the long term yeah. benefit of it. But yeah, but the, the light in Pandora's box, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so I think um to go back to why people don't or one of the fears that people have about going sober, it's like, well, if I don't drink then all of my friends are going to say why you're not drinking. It's going to be social pressure. Maybe I'll stop getting invited out to whatever. Like, how do I, the question I get a lot is that like, how do you deal with social pressure? You're around people who are drunk all the time. How do you deal with it? And for the most part, I think the same as with a lot in life. It's like, if you say things with conviction, people will go fucking up. Mm. It's like when I first started doing sobriety, I was very open about my reasons. I was like, I want more time to spend on some other stuff and I'm challenging myself to see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm challenging myself to see if I can do it turns it from you abstaining from something to you adding something. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to achieve this thing. It's like, hang on, mate. Why are you going out for that morning run? Oh, I'm doing a marathon. Mm-hmm. I want to train for the marathon. I want to see if I can do it. It's like, why are you not drinking? Oh, well, I'm, I want to see if I can not go sober for six months. Mm-hmm. And I found like I'm patient fucking zero. For being exposed to people who want you to drink, like uh, there's no you know, top, top, point one of a percentile on the globe of people of humans that have been exposed to drunk people, I'll be in easily, <laughs> yeah. uh, easily. Seen the most drunk yeah,
1: people. Yeah, by by miles. Well, you, you even developed the uh, oh, a special the, handshake for yeah. keeping
0: people <laughs> away from me when I try and uh, when they try and fucking come into <laughs> Sweaty. So if, if and... I can do it, and if I can <laughs> do it with conviction. And you can maybe say, oh, well, you're in a position of authority for the club stuff. Maybe that kind of means that people are less pushy. But it's bullshit. Like, I sit down with, with loads of people, new people and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you explain, oh, I just wanted a bit more time or money or, or just wanted to challenge myself, see if I can do it. And um,
2: people seem to be really responsive it Which, sh- if you do it with confidence. Yeah. It, it shines a light back on them though, doesn't it? It's like when... You know, you see examples of couples where like one of them will get in shape, or one of them will like hire a PT and start losing weight, and it like pisses the other one off mm. because it, it
1: immediately alienates the. Other.
2: It alienates, but it also like they're forced to deal with their lack of progress mm. in that area. People don't like to see other people growing around them. Exactly, like they're only they're, yeah. they're only
0: happy if you're destroying yourself with them, and this mm. this is like one of for me, you know, by fortune or whatever. Um, my s- circle's always been sort of fairly small in any case. Um so I've never had uh influence that's kind of been that negative, but I see it with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's bad, man. Like that that's you're literally talking about your life. Like that someone's fucking around with the values that you lead your life by. Yeah. That person could have said to you, Hey man, like I watched this podcast with that modern wisdom thing and they talked about going sober like do you fancy ch- trying to do it for a bit like should we should we do dry January or whatever and your response to that person could be the beginning of them making a really interesting change to their life or mm. it could be nah man like fuck that like it's 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 Jono's 32nd <laughs> like you can't you can't miss Jono's 32nd he's going to York for it it's you're like, like
1: you're not going to miss it like just what what, what do you mean there. what yeah. do you mean
0: we're going to York again <laughs> For was 32nd. His
2: 31st was fucking shit. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Very repetitive. I don't um, know, man. I think that there's, there's definitely... Cause I, so I th- something that I know that we all do is, like, there's something you do. There's a behaviour. It's like, right, I'm going to try and not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love doing Caffeine, that, right? sleeping in a bed, masturbation. Uh, phone use is the latest f- phone one. Phone use. Social social media and all that. That's my latest, like... yeah still don't feel like I'm sleeping late sleeping in mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff yeah eating yeah. not eating fritter. <laughs> so that yep go on. um well just how I, I think people do dry january and you'll sit you'll see it happen as january rolls around like people's social media fills up with Like can't wait for you know people put those countdown timers on their instagram Until when story. they get to have a drink again and then they go back at it just as in in just as an intense fashion and like realistically all you've done you know,
1: this is renouncing something and then bringing it back harder into you. Yeah, life again. You,
2: well, you've done it. You've maybe given <clears throat> internally a month of of to those systems. <laughs> but like, what effect? Especially if you go harder when you go back. Oh yeah, the first it's, the first
0: couple of weekends where you compensate. Yeah, it's like the compensate. It's like the the person that's using intermittent fasting wrong. Yeah, it's like oh, I won't eat for today, but I'll eat triple tomorrow. Uh, yeah, exactly. no, no.
2: But, so I don't know how it's, the numbers work? And, and the, you know the people who are like. The, there's all the stuff about um, it's Friday, so it's prosecco time, or yeah. Yeah. can't wait for Saturday when I'm. It the clock, exactly <laughs> like that. That stuff that is in in my view, like those are the people that need a year off it. Mm. You need time to realize, like, calibrate, just life. just rich richness re- like you are using. You are using a drug to to cover up parts of your life that maybe aren't right at the moment. But you're using the use of a drug to determine your week your weekly cadence yeah Yeah.
0: do you know what I mean like it it must sound like to some people that are listening like a lot of the things that we talk about it must sound so fucking autistic like (laughs) for us to just be like you you know this thing that's taken for granted by everyone what we'd really like to do is find out what's going on there Do you have a magnifying glass like but it it is like i I promise you for the people that are listening, like if you think to yourself is a good question to ask, like when was the last time that you didn't drink for more than six months mm.
2: for or even a week for some people?
0: Yeah. yeah, okay, when was the last time you didn't drink for a week, when was the last time you didn't drink apart from pregnancies for women uh when was the last time that you didn't drink for a month, and when was the last time that you didn't drink for six months, and that six month distribution will be for most of the people that are listening. Before they start drinking, yeah. That's like, so I. You you discovered. Someone told you upon the day that you arrived on this earth, you're going to have this drug from the age of sixteen until the time you die, more frequently than once every six months, or more frequently than once every month. Or for some people, more frequently than once every week. Yeah. You'd be like, "Is this is this like mandatory? Is this <laughs> like a part of? Do I have to sign this off as part of my membership yeah. to life or something?
1: You know, the super size versus super skinny." thing where they they take someone who's super sized oh, super skinny, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go here's what you've eaten in a week or, and, and they show it all on a in, in a big room. tube yeah it's yeah. Like the super skinny is like 50 red bulls and like some coffees yeah. and like a, loads of packs of cigarettes that's someone like who's figured out that
2: caffeine's quite good for appetite suppression yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> carbonated like. drinks and a caffeine
1: <laughs> and then like the fat, the fat person has just got piles of like pasties and yeah. like it's all so, beige isn't it beige yeah, food yeah, yeah like one colour <laughs> yeah and if, if you were to do that with the alcohol ahead of time, and also you have like a big blown up 3D rotating image of your liver and just showing like how it's getting mm, it's cirrhosed over the, the years, you'd be like, ooh, actually. Cause
2: I, so I think if we were sat here now, probably not you included, <laughs> we'll include the VMD. V, uh, if we were to have four beers, I think we'd all enjoy the four beers. Mm-hmm. Apart from you. Yeah. The fifth beer hmm six beer maybe not it it tapers down i think quite quickly i think like the process of you're in a bar with your mates chatting you have a, you have a couple of beers it's it's quite nice yeah it's right? when you start getting Pleasant. silly with it it is when you start getting silly with it he was right all along <laughs> um but the, like past then really it's just
0: all here. shit well downside. everyone so there's two there's two like little cliches that i've come up with since thinking about this one of them is that um every drink you have makes not having a subsequent drink more difficult yeah everyone's been out and one wine turns into a couple of beers turns into a bottle of vodka turns yeah. into a, a kebab at three in the morning mm-hmm. everyone's let it get away like there's even that super fucking meme about i just popped out yeah. and now i've ended up at <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I realised, I, I keep meaning to make a graph about this, but um, alcohol gives you diminishing margins of return in terms of pleasure, but gives you uh, exponential increase in terms of suffering. So 10 beers doesn't double your enjoyment from five beers, but it more than doubles
2: your suffering the next day. Mm. Mm. It starts yeah. to become really quite serious, actually. I, <laughs> any, anyone who's had like... So I think pro- if we're talking pints over seven... And you're into some real, quite Shit. serious territory there. Like that's a lot of volume. I need to, so
0: there's a there's a glass ceiling that I bounce off unless I get spirits out. Yeah. Like there's only because you're just limited gastrointestinally. Yeah. Like just a mechanical. It, yeah. Errors. Yeah. Like, I can just fit so much in, and I'm sick of. It's like I can make myself full enough to want to throw up if I'm allowed to have dessert. But I couldn't do
1: it with just stuff. <laughs> So I know this is like the extreme case, but imagine like this is a spectrum that you get some, you get patients in hospital that their entire calorie intake, 3,200 calories a day, which I worked out I think it's like is the amount of spirit that they're drinking. And it's just that every day. So they'll just have, just have vodka, 3,000 calories of vodka a day. No protein. No, no protein. Why, why are they oh, quite oh, lean? Do you like, very, no, that's... usually very lean or with a, with like a, with a bit of a, like, no, no, a right. swollen, swollen organs. But, um, no. But like to get 3,200 calories a day of spirit and so you end up having to give them like replacement vitamin injections God. as like an urgent thing because they're so deprived on have everything we've got else. scurvy and stuff like yeah, that yeah like, there's something called Pabronex which is just like the like big vitamin like whacking dose of vitamin replacement like that is that, that like the yeah. um,
0: what's like is it Narcan for getting people out of uh, opioid, oh, I uh, see, opioids, uh, um, ODS—that's Narcan that they use. And it's a nasal spray that just binds to the receptors, but it binds—it binds harder than the drugs do.
1: But that's like when you give that, you have to like run out of the room because they'll get a punch you. Really, they get really angry. Yeah, why? Why are you taking heroin away. Yeah. yeah. Oh like, yeah. Basically. Oh really? Is that why? As in, like, if, if yeah, you've, if just, you give, you've just wasted that, give the yeah, because it just cut, it just stops their high, and they're, they're having a great time, but they're obviously in respiratory depression, and you like I can't breathe, you, obviously. And you give them the um, the naloxone, yeah, fuck, and, they get and they're going so like, you usually have to like either like tie them to the bed or something, or taser, have like, two policemen to a yeah. taser, taser, and you like, <laughs> and I like love how they say
2: taser twice, I don't know why, <laughs> it's just completely like if you have to shout taser. And then you're going to get tasered. The second taser at that point is yeah. just. Well, you know it's you know it's coming. Then, do you know what I mean? Taser, to say taser. it twice. Yeah. It'll I suppose because there'll be loads of times where you might say the word taser once, mm. and they're over like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> waiting for this. <laughs> waiting for the second for
1: taser. I'd love <laughs> to test that. Or like, if you have a room of policemen, you just shout taser taser and everyone. I think like... you can go in and shout taser and everyone's just. Have you ever been tasered? Have I ever been tased? I have. Have you, you? been tased? What the fuck, Chris? No. Someone in college
0: had a handheld one. I got it oh, in no, the back not of the, same. the. I'm talking about the one that like <laughs> you, <inaudible> you, <inaudible> you nipple then. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. How, what is, was the stun gun like? Um it put me on the floor, in the back, in the hamstring. Oh, like it just oh, it, God. immediately like just cramps you just up. Disabled. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like the fact that the fact that it's that it, it, people use that as a controlling thing. It doesn't surprise me because it's so inhibiting. <laughs> inhibiting. But it's,
2: it's also it's mad isn't there a video of a guy it just getting tasered and he just deals with it he's like a juggernaut terrifying because <laughs> <That>, <laughs> you think like
0: it's all alright in the UK because we've got tasers do you know what you need taser taser taser
2: <laughs> oh, the big taser okay. yeah. like the minigun taser that then we're like <says> <laughs> <sharp> I <inhale> <sharp inhale> think oh. at that point they just use like you know like the crowd control like the rubber bullets yeah, is it well, Dirty if,
1: Sanchez where they you they try out all the different like, so they have, yeah. like the thing and the spray was the mace? the one where
2: they it shoots a little bag. Have you seen that one? It's on <laughs> Dirty Sanchez. It shoots like a tiny little hard bag at them, <laughs> get, like like the a bean bag or whatever. Pritchard or whatever. And he goes like, ah, like gets him. It's like,
1: oh, he wants sort of non-lethal bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I once
0: came back from an after party. Oh, I once came back to our after party in Ibiza to find Pritchard um, in our barbecue kiln. Pritchard. Pritchard from Dirty Sanchez in our barbecue kiln and then he jumped off the roof of the uh, villa into the pool and nearly broke his leg those guys have a
2: really great like really enviable attitude to you him. know what he's doing now like hard, himself.
0: hardcore Ironman and triathlon. I'm not surprised and he's like really good yeah I'm not surprised he's like really really good he's
2: just been an extreme person if you, you like... can tolerate that kind of pain for and think it's funny you know, you know what
0: they said the most painful thing that they'd ever ever done was you see when they jumped into nettles I have seen that yeah it's the most
2: painful thing they've ever really? done he said.
1: yep more than yeah. like they were eating mason.
2: them, putting them on their balls. Oh, that's so They're like naked paintballing and stuff, aren't they? But I suppose at that point, like... One of them got shot in the dick. Yeah. Got, got shot on the shaft. Um, the
1: I've, I've I've been shot on the glands with um, paintballing it. It was very... Did you even feel
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like it shot nearly brought with, me to arousal. With blood <laughs> dripping down his leg going... What's wrong with what Oh you? god, it's the guy that falls
1: asleep like that and they get a D lock. You know, like Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Guys, what? And he's eating the key and he's oh, like, he's like to him eating the key. My
2: favourite one's where they put a guy's asleep and they put a, like an electric um bounded dog collar on him. Oh. So whenever he tries to leave the sofa <laughs> it just it, and he like goes down gets up he's like shouting
1: he's swearing at them he just goes again (laughs) is it it, like location based?
2: it's like ring fenced and it's around his neck and he can't get it off there's a video
0: from um, Tough Mudder where this guy so you know in Tough Mudder the final bit electroshock therapy there's some of them that have got 10 million volts in them. I didn't know this. So some in tough of matter. yeah, but if the amp, the amperage, or the wattage, or whatever is really low. All right, um, but the voltage is super it's high. Good. So it, yeah, it floors people. But there's a, there's maybe <laughs> let's say there's 500 of these little threads.
1: It's not when you under under the ice, is it? Like, surely that would be pretty no. So imagine you... imagine a,
0: a bunch of different pieces of string that is um, 20 feet wide by 50 feet long. And you have to, they're all dangling. There's 500 pieces of string, let's say, the wires, like little wires, uh-huh. and you have to run through the wires. Uh-huh. Some of the wires have no voltage, some of them have basically none, some of them have enough to hurt, and some of them have this 10 mil. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have to you have to go through them, it's like and there's that different
1: coop that you have to sign the yeah, the, the waiver for. So
0: there's some some different strategies. The strategy to do it, I've asked the guy who created Tough Mudder, <laughs> of course, is to, ru- is to run through it as fast as possible. Yeah, because the way that wattage works is it's like a capacitor; it goes up and then discharges. Oh. It goes up and then discharges. So if you move very slowly, you'll get the fold. You'll end up getting it at some point because you'll be touching all of them at the point that they discharge. Um, and there's God. this one video of this guy who's like running and he gets like clocked by this one it's right at the very end gets clocked by this one but they're about that far off the floor so then he's on the floor face down in this mud and then every time that he pushes himself up it just gets him again oh. so he just goes
2: surely that's at the point where it's like a
1: threat to his health well he he have to sort of snake way yeah eventually
0: he's like creaking Creeping forward like half a foot each time.
2: I, that's really made me reframe the tough Mudder. Like I fun. thought it was like running with the odd of a like a thing. barrel you have to Seriously, jump It's over a good and...
0: distance as well. It's like a fifteen K as well. Oh god. Uh, anyway, there's so much more that we've got to talk about for sobriety and we've gone off off topic as always. Um but if anyone wants to find out a little bit more, if you head to six monthssober.com slash podcast. Uh, you can find out a little bit of info or just give me a dm if you have any questions or thoughts about what we've talked about at chriswellx on all social media just give me a dm i'm happy to give you a little bit of advice about how i think you could go dry for january or if you're watching this in 2022 in the middle of june or something just drop me a message and we'll see where we go from there thanks very much